What's up, everybody? I'm Evan Rogers. Welcome back to Next Up. Today, I'm joined by Seth Bowling, and we're going to be talking about how acting is the key to a successful creative career. And Seth, you've done a number of different... <laughs> this is going to be hard to be <laughs> serious during this interview. Me and Seth have been around for a long time doing a lot of stuff. Same with... Is it because my Nate. resume is so comical? Or? Dude. <laughs> Not even, is that bro. bad? No, it's good. It's good. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be hard. Um... <laughs> But we're, we're specifically talking about acting and how acting kind of transitions into a lot of other roles very cleanly in film and how you can, you know, you've done a lot of camera operating, some DPing, a little bit of everything, producing, directing. I think I wanted to like start out by talking about just how important it is when you choose to do a film career um, that you know, like the history of where film came from. And I know you've studied and watched a lot of films and I wanted to know like kind of your perspective on like how things kind of came together for you acting wise based off what you watched as a kid or, sure. or whatever like that. Yeah. I mean, I think when I was younger, I remember going to, to a movie theater um, and, and I would watch these movies and then, you know, you'd see a really cool movie or a really emotional movie or sad movie or, you know, whatever it is. And then you'd feel that emotion in the theater. And I remember thinking like, man, I, gosh, I'm like, like as a kid, like 12, 13, 14, like feeling these emotions and feelings. And I was like, wow, what is happening to me? You know, and not maybe at the time totally realizing it was watching that story or watching that movie that was, you know, I was getting, I was getting sucked into the story. I was like mm -hmm. super into uh, the characters and, and what those actors were doing and what was happening. And then, you know, 12, 13, 14, your imagination is just so, you know, um, Running wild. active. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, then I'd go home and like imagine myself in that movie or, or in that world. If it was, you know, uh, Spider-Man, I'd imagine I was Spider-Man and, you know, um, so that was number one. I, I think that when I was younger, I, I was like, okay, the movies are, 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 are doing something to me here. Like I'm mm -hmm. feeling something when I go to the theater that I, and I'm drawn to these things, but then it was also, and which I didn't realize later, none of my parents, nobody in my family is involved in film, <clears throat> but my parents are incredible storytellers. And I don't even think they know they're incredible storytellers. I remember growing up and I would sit, you know, with my dad or my mom, um, with their friends or family. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for hours, because I grew up on a ranch. So we'd, you know, we'd, we'd rope, do the whole thing. And then afterwards, usually everybody who'd come over and rope would just sit around and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and hang out for a few hours, uh, into the night. And I, I remember my dad and his friends just for hours, I could sit there as a kid, just listening to them talk about stories from when they were younger or people that they knew or funny things that had happened or even, you know, tragic things that were happening or serious things that were happening. Even if it was, if, even if it was just gossip about other people, I mean, the way they would just build these stories and portray these people, I was just like, oh my gosh, I was so fascinated. And I think as I got older, um, both of those things were still very true to me. Uh, the impact that I felt like movies were having on me when I would go to the movies, mm -hmm. uh, as well as listening to my parents specifically um just be telling stories about people i mean i could i could still do that you know for long periods of time and then when it was uh i, I mean i was playing college soccer at the time and i got hurt and i was like okay well what am i gonna do with my life now i mean there's so much more that goes into that than just like sure yeah you know, of course that's, you know yeah uh but anyway through various doors and opportunities the, the lord sort of brought me to pursue acting and, and think, okay, maybe like, what is this? I've always been interested in, in movies. And, mm -hmm. and I didn't know at the time that 
my exposure to those stories as a kid and and me going to the movies how intertwined they were mm-hmm. uh, until I started to act and I remember doing my first student film uh, which was super low budget but it was you know 15 people with cameras mm-hmm. and a crew and doing sound and and they were like okay here's your lines and you know go say your lines and I and it was just you know and it wasn't good at all but it was still that feeling of I walked onto a camera and interacted with other people in front of a camera and it was like you know um, both of those kind of two worlds colliding in a way. And, and over the years I started to realize kind of what that was, I think, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like as I've yeah. gotten older, I've started to, I've started to make the connection between, you know, sitting around the campfire, listening to my dad talk for hours and hours about, you know, stories that he was telling yeah. and those emotions and feelings I was feeling going to the movies. I started to realize, Oh, it's storytelling. It's, you know, it's just different forms of it. Um, and acting is, is a way that I can just, do that practically express it it. Mm -hmm. uh you know i can i can live out stories and act out stories uh different stories from different people and different walks of life you know yeah um and i think not to cut you off but i think there's like a thorough line that i think any the reason i wanted to like press in specifically with you on acting is there's such a embodiment of knowing a story when you play the part because you're mm -hmm. a part of the story you might you might not be the lead but you do have a piece in it sure and I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I think when, you know, when people, especially for this niche, for this specific series, when people are thinking about, you know, crafting their stories and, and figuring out what their, their path's going to be oh. in film, if they're choosing film, it's, it's really good to start somewhere. I feel like in acting for me, I had a theater background and for me going and performing in front of an audience mm-hmm. and putting myself out there not only help me figure out yeah. what an actor and how an actor thinks when I want to direct or when I want to produce, but it also helped me come out of my shell and be more of, sure. of a person that yeah. I didn't even know I had in me. And there's like an assertiveness, right? To film where you have to get yourself out there and put yourself mm-hmm. out there and get in the door. And so yeah. like, what has your experience been like, like putting yourself out there and building your repertoire and all that stuff? Uh, yeah. When I started, um, it was super difficult just because it's it's kind of a like, like I mean you are putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. I mean it takes a lot of courage to get up in front of people and like almost tap into an emotion or mm-hmm. be vulnerable mm-hmm. um, and just let yourself experience what's happening. Like if we're doing a scene mm-hmm. um, and even though and we're doing like an argument, right? Um, and, and, and we're doing the scene and we're arguing and we're in a room full of people, whether it's an acting class or it's a theater or it's an audition or, or we're on set and there's a hundred people standing around looking at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really have to kind of just have the courage to, uh, like I, we both have to have the courage to focus on one another um, and really uh, pay attention to one another and allow ourselves to be vulnerable in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as we get in this argument, you know, <clears throat> Like, I mean, there's been times where you, you just start maybe crying and it's not because you're like putting on this fake emotion or you're just like trying to act. I mean, you're just, you're in an argument and you're invested in that moment and it, mm-hmm. it is a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you like start to feel things and you know, I mean, it's just the way the brain works and, and the mind works. And so, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to do that because I think most people are naturally <clears throat> guarded with their emotions. They don't just express their emotions to everybody. And then, you know, that's that scene or the fact that, you know, you're doing that in front of your people doesn't like necessarily define you. Right. Um, of course. But it's yeah. still a very vulnerable thing to do. Right. And so when I was starting, I definitely like was, I would go into acting class and, and I would just kind of default to, 
uh, you know, there's like reading the lines, but not really like engaging with the other person mm-hmm. or opening myself up to, to, to being in the moment with the other person because there's still a huge part of me that was just like, um, like very conscious that I was in a room full of other people. Of course. Yeah, um, right. So that's been that, that. I mean, I think it's natural for most people, and it's just really over the years finding the courage to kind of step outside of that. But I think it's also getting to a point of uh, I've just learned over the years. I'm like, you know, what? I I love to do this, and and have had the experiences where I finally have sort of gotten out of my head and just been in the moment with other actors on set or on stage mm-hmm. and felt the adrenaline adrenaline. <laughs> The adrenaline and, yeah. and excitement of mm-hmm. being in that moment with those other people and going, I mean, it's just like, whoa, I love that. Um, so that's made it much easier for me over the years, I think. And I've started to care less and less, I think, what other people think. Not not that I don't care what other people think, but I've started to care less and less like, oh, are they judging me? It's like, no, I mean, this is what I, like, if this is what I love to do and this is what I want to do as a career. I mean, it's my job, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I want it to be my job. So, right. so yeah, like, you know, we were talking about you know, like putting, putting yourself out there, like mm-hmm. we were saying, like you, you know, you even mentioned a facet of it being like, you know, you learn yourself better by learning a character better and interacting in a scene with other people. And, you know, I think a lot of people is specific to this niche too. I think a lot of people consider acting and, you know, I just mentioned this to you. I think maybe they don't know whether or not to make the jump into it and like how to do that. And, you know, for you personally, I know that you've, done a lot of different things in the arts like it's translated into you doing other positions sure. and other roles but like what would you recommend as far as like if you're considering acting like how do you how do you go and make that switch eventually to doing that path uh yeah i mean it's like i mean something that i've learned like there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it i think and that's what was so overwhelming when i first came to los angeles is the culture shock of like moving away from home that was moving away from home was not the culture shock. Like I was ready to move away from home. It was getting to LA and then having this just overload of like options with acting class agents, managers, workshops. Mm-hmm. I mean the whole thing, it was like, well, wait, where do I go? What acting class do I go to? Where, right. What workshop should I go to? How do I get an agent? How do I get a manager? There's 500 of them. Like, who do I talk to? Like what parties, um, networking events, um, meeting people in coffee shops. Uh, what? Uh, it was just like you know, it was too much. You know, I was having like these, like, anxiety attacks of like, well, what if I do the wrong thing? You know, and then it, I get four years down the road and realize I should have done this here. Because everything's so move based. Oh yeah, yeah. like I mean, whatever you do. Yeah. yeah, and um, and and I think it's been a combination of of me maturing in in my faith. Uh, well, that's been probably number one. Mm-hmm. Of I think mm-hmm. getting to a place where realizing. That, that my career and, and and acting doesn't define me. It's not what I'm here for anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and becoming more confident in, in Christ and mm-hmm. not what I accomplish mm-hmm. uh, because it shouldn't be about that. And if the Lord doesn't want me to do this, then I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, right. And, and being okay with that and, because, you know, being a believer in Hollywood is not easy and it does make it more difficult mm-hmm. and it does limit options. And mm-hmm. I, I've talked, you know, I've, talk to a lot of believers. Um, I shouldn't say a lot, but I've had conversations with people that are like, well, you know, I, I tried that, but you know, you just, uh, uh, you know, just being a Christian, it just didn't work. And I, I'm like, you know, I just don't, I don't want my faith to be the reason why it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like mm-hmm. it's not what the Lord has for me. He has something else for me and he'll shut that door. But I'm at a point in my life where, uh, like 
I have a desire to do this. Um, and there's, I don't, I'm not at a point yet where I have a family like counting on me. And mm-hmm. like, I have this job offer, job offer over here. That's like, okay, this job will put food on the table for my family and acting is not really doing that, but I'm going to just say no to that job offer. Cause I'm going to just keep chasing my dream. And then my family's sitting there going, well, we need to eat, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm not in that position because I think, you know, maybe if it gets to that point, then it's like, okay, maybe that would be an example of a clear way. The Lord's saying, Hey, maybe this isn't what I have for you anymore. Okay. Um, but I'm not there. So, you know, why not go for it? Um, so I think that's been number one, uh, in terms of, yeah. I think if you're, if you're going to pursue it, I mean, whether you're, if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, then, um, it's a different conversation. Uh, but for me as a believer, I think that was number one to getting to that place yeah. of having clarity of what I wanted to do, because mm-hmm. for a long time, feeling the guilt of is acting responsible is it can i do it as a believer should i do it as a believer Mm -hmm. is it responsible am i being faithful with my time and my resources Mm -hmm. um even though it's what i wanted to do i really wanted to do it there was this constant like but uh, i don't know i mean like directing writing producing stunts um those things are easier to do as a believer. I know more believers that do those things than, than believers that act and are acting successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I should do one of those roles. And then over the years, just as I did those things, realizing I'm thankful for those things because it, yeah. it's income and it provided me and it, and I learned so much and I, I built so many relationships, but I think it was really last year. Uh, I got to a point where I was like, no, I, I want to act like that's what I want to do. And the right. Lord had provided me a couple opportunities before that. It just kind of came out of nowhere to do a couple movies that I, it literally just came out of nowhere. I mean, beginning of 2019, I'd never done a feature film uh, right before COVID. It's like, okay, I've just done two in like the span of a few months. That's crazy. And I, and it was just out of nowhere. I, like I did yeah. not, I didn't do anything to set that up. It was just completely the Lord saying, okay, here, go do this. And so it was like, okay, well, um, it just sort of reaffirmed like, no, that's really what I want to do. And I'm at a point where I feel like I can pursue it. So I'm going to pursue it. And if mm-hmm. he shuts the door, he shuts the door. And I think getting that clarity was something that I didn't have when I first came to LA to right. sort of circle back around. Yeah. When I first came to LA, there was so much anxiety about, well, I want to, I want to act. I want to, uh, but I think I was wanting to do it for maybe the wrong reasons. I yeah. just liked the idea of being an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the years of, you know, doing stage, doing various projects on camera and going, no, I really have a passion for this and I want to do it and getting to a point where, um, I'm going to pursue it. And if it's the Lord's will, it's going to happen. And I'm going to trust that to him. And it doesn't define me mm. if I, if I don't, if I don't, you know, yeah. if, if, if I'm not able to do this as a career, right. it's okay. It's not what I'm here for anyway. So once I got right. to that point of having that clarity, then it became, okay, so practically then how do I pursue this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from there, it's, you know, I spent a lot of time in a lot of different acting classes and I, there's nothing wrong with acting classes. For somebody that's starting out, I would say, no, go join an acting class. If you have no idea what you're doing, join an acting class. I would say do some research on the style or method of acting that that you would most relate to. Read the books. There's mm-hmm. so, you know, Stanislavski, um, Stella Adler, Lee Strasberg, mm-hmm. uh, Meisner. Read all of those books. Have an understanding of the different schools of thought and then... Pick a program that would maybe best suit your specific needs. Yeah, like yes. what what you right. most connect with or relate to or go, okay, right. I have opinions on what I think is the most healthy mm-hmm. and effective, but 
Uh, David Mamet has a phenomenal acting book. Yeah. Um, that you can look up on Amazon. Gosh, I can't even think of the name of it. Uh, I'll look it up. I'll put I'll, a lower third. I'll, I'll That'll be you. a lower third. <laughs> I'll text it to you. Okay. Dude, man has a phenomenal yeah. book on acting sure. that I think is just so clear and straightforward. And right. um, I'm not a big fan of like emotional memory and sense memory and like mm-hmm. using um, events from your past to... Like it's like bring into your work, yeah. yeah. Like if you right. have a tragedy in your past, using that, right. I don't think that's very healthy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right, uh, it doesn't work for me mm-hmm. uh, either. If everything that if you're saying the way to get to this point, if if the goal in this scene is to get you know X, in order to get X, I have to use some tragic event in my past, but I don't have the tragic event to the level then that you're you saying I act? need. That's the logic, right? Like, so then, then so then, what do, do I do? Right. Because you haven't given me another answer for how to get there if I don't have that. Right. You know? Well, uh, yeah, if I can put in on that, I think what's interesting is like, that is a thorough line, I think, through all of all of film. Sure. At any point in time and the stories that we tell and the things that we do, it's all expression-based. Sure. And I actually, this has been something we've already been talking about even just in recording this show is like, you get those moments where you're like, first, there's a bunch of points, but first being like, you know, how do I relate to this? Right. If I'm telling somebody else's story, and I would imagine this is a big thing for acting, I know it was for me, is if I'm telling this other person's story, I better know everything about that story, especially right. if it's someone that I am not currently, right? Sure. Like sure. if you're pe- if you're method acting, whatever it is that you, you're trying to really hone in something that you don't know before, do your research, get the experience yeah. and do your thing, but be respectful of that space too. Like I think there's a whole thing and you've mentioned that too, like, what you need to also think about what you're tapping into, you, mm-hmm. what your personal life is too, like from faith to sure. to your family and friends to everything that yeah. goes into your life before you make crazy decisions yeah. to move to Hollywood. That's something that a lot of people do without thinking or they don't know. And sometimes it can be a great thing for them. They can transition sure. and grow. But that's really the points that you're hitting on are really, really important. I think people, and I think for this audience specifically, I think people need to understand that your path is unique to you and it's hard to find your voice a lot of times with that. But whether you're a DP or you're, you know, whatever role you're playing on in film as a producer or whatever, you got to find your way to take your unique spin on things through your mind's eye, how you perceive the world and, and, and do your thing. And and that's why I think this, this conversation is really valid for somebody considering acting because that also translates into other roles really, really easily. Mm -hmm. So Anyway, just kind of putting a, a bow on on that specific part of the conversation. Maybe speak a little bit to you mentioned earlier a bit of the networking aspect mm-hmm. of um, you know getting your foot in the door and yeah. being in the room and like yeah. what's been your your networking strategy if you have one or you know what does it come from a genuine place or like how do you connect yeah. with new actors, new directors? Like what's what's your experience? Yeah, I mean it's been um, kind of. All, I mean, it just, I've just been like, there's no answer. I mean, really, it's like, you just, I think like going back to the, the previous question in terms of like, you do like, just do research. Like mm-hmm. you want to be an actor, like research, read books, pick a program that you feel like will best suit that and mm-hmm. just go do it. Yeah. And then you're, and you're going to meet people and have conversations and don't, when you talk to people, don't like network with them just genuinely just meet try to get to know them right that's such a buzzword right like uh, yeah, so many people I, it's then it's changing, not then yeah. they plug themselves too much or it, like there's not it's like, like just yeah, change, it's not i think you just change your perspective it's like look you, yeah. you just like get if you're gonna go join an acting class like you're gonna be with these people every week 
So, like, don't worry about, like, you know, networking or what you can get from them. It's like you're going to see them every week. Just try to build a relationship with them, and stuff will develop naturally out of that. And then, it, and you know, and then you're putting yourself, you're just getting on product. You know, go do theater. Find a theater. Mm-hmm. Audition for a play. Yeah. Uh, audition for short films. If you've never done it before, you, you got to start somewhere. And student films is one of the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're in LA, even if you're not in LA, any the, big city has the risk a university. is less too, oh, yeah. and yeah, you can any, put yourself yeah. out there, find your style, and any yeah. big city you're in has a university with a film program, mm-hmm. and with film students making short films. Mm-hmm. So, and if, if you don't buy a camera and set up a camera and just shoot a scene with your neighbor, your sibling, whatever. I mean, just shoot something and get on camera or put on a play in your backyard and just start acting. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, after acting class, I mean, you know, at, at a point, you can't be in acting class forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to start acting. And, mm-hmm. and that's where you're really going to start learning when you have an audience and people responding to what you're doing. That's where yeah. you're going to learn the most. And through that is when you're going to meet people. Mm-hmm. And as you meet people, you it's just like any job. You figure out who you like working with, who you don't like working with. I mean, I worked in a number of jobs over the years that have nothing to do with film. And it's like anything. You are working with in a restaurant or doing valet or construction mm-hmm. and... It's like there's people on the job that it's like, oh, I get along with that guy, connect with that guy, and oh, I don't really want to hang out with him after work, you know, because I just, uh. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's the same yeah. thing. You just meet right. people and then, yeah. you know, your network, well, let's say community builds out from there. Um, and I've been super fortunate. I mean, that again, um, in in my community of uh, graduating from master's and at, at Grace, mm-hmm. um, that I've met some people that have just been like, life-changing uh, specifically i i would name like knack neck design mm-hmm. uh well it's knack neck films now <laughs> edit that knack neck films <laughs> cut that uh, out <laughs> gra- gra- uh you know graham and ryan at knack neck films i mean those guys uh, they started hiring me you know when i was still in college uh to do camera work for them initially as a paac and then eventually a camera operator and the people that i've met through them through knowing them um, and them just being like mentors and older brothers to me in that way. Uh, I can't even, uh, Graham hooked me up with my current agent. Um, That's because crazy. he, he, she was like a second mom to him when he was growing up. And, you know, so that's just one example of, and it's like utilizing, we talked about this before in a previous episode, like it's utilizing the fact that you're horizontally like indirectly connected with people that you know and you don't even think about it right but that's something that's a big misnomer is i think a lot of people when they're trying to get out there and connect with people they're like why can't i meet anybody i'm like you know you're dming people or you're trying to email them and you're not getting a response but it's it's just it's like it's just i mean that was the lord opening that door and bringing that those relationships into my life. And those guys have been not just from a work perspective, but just in, as far as spiritual growth, I mean, I've just poured into me in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm just so thankful for that. And it just so happens. It's like they are in the same field that I'm doing. And so, you know, you just, you find those people along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a host of other people that I've met along the way or done jobs with and, and like, Hey, you're a cool guy. Let me get your number, follow you on Instagram. And you don't talk to them for a long time. It's like, that's fine. Like, you'll catch up with them down the road, or you won't, or they'll need you. I've actually got a really good example. Uh, Before I ever moved to L.A., my cousin, uh, who rodeos, we were rodeoing, and, you know, all through high school, and he does not do film at all. He was dating uh, the daughter of a stunt coordinator who was in Louisiana working on Magnificent Seven, needed a horse rider on a show in L.A., 
told my cousin, hey, you know anybody that can ride horses on the show, you know, that's about like this, <laughs> you know, looks like this. And my cousin was like, yeah, my cousin rides horses and he's trying to be an actor. He could do it. So I get a call from, you know, a stunt coordinator. Hey, I need you to go to L.A. to work on the show. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Uh, and this was like, you know, like years ago. It was like the first big time job I ever did. And they're like, yeah, you got to go down to LA. And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. So I drive down to LA, uh, lost half of what they paid me. Cause I got a speeding ticket, but they were paying <laughs> me a lot. So it's, I, I still broke even, but so I get down there and because that stunt coordinator was in Louisiana on that movie, I met the guy who was covering for him, Tim Mikulecki, who awesome guy. We worked together, got his number. We go our separate ways. I texted Tim maybe, I don't know, once or twice a year for the next three, four years. And you know, he would always respond and say, hey, dude, yeah, good, good. But I mean, you think about that, like in four years, like we've shared like maybe 10 text messages, you know, just occasionally on the radar, right? And then summer of 2019, I get a phone call out of nowhere. This is like four years later. And he says, hey, dude, I need somebody to come ride a couple days on this movie. You want to come do it? Sure. So I show up, do the thing. Uh, me and Tim, you know, it reconnect like we... Like it was yesterday. Like it was yesterday. I mean, Tim's yeah. just that kind of guy. Right. Um, and he... Uh, so we just reconnect. He's that kind of guy. And we... Um, and, and it was my first time like on a big, big movie. And he knew that. Totally took care of me. And and then about a few days into shooting, he says, Hey, they haven't cast this part yet. Um you know, it's actually the younger version of the guy you're doubling. There's this whole sequence and scene, you know, they need in this movie. And I'm thinking, really? He's like, yeah, you should go talk to the director. So he walks me over and talks with the director for me and I get the part. It's like, this is my first part in wow. a movie. Just out, you know, yeah. through that, you know, just whole network of, of, you know, knowing him. And then he, uh, I mean, and that, and that relationship with Tim led to, um, just a number of other relationships of people that he introduced me to who then uh, a guy uh, hired me for a job and then I ended up meeting my current roommate and it's just like, I mean, it just, uh, people, it just, yeah, it compounds. Boom, boom, boom. That, that you would never, like I could have never just met those people or even, even been on any of their radar on my own mm -hmm. volition. It, it was just sort of the Lord opening doors and you meet people and you just, you just, be chill and casual and someday the phone will ring. And then when it does, you say, okay, yeah. And you show up and you be professional and you be respectful and, and, and people recognize that and you work hard and people recognize that and they go, okay, I want to be around you. So it's not just, it's not just you going, oh man, I really like this person. I really like working with this person, but you work hard and you do your job and you be professional. And then they're like, oh, I, I, they're like, I want to be with you. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. You know? And then they keep calling you and then that's, that's just kind of how it goes, you know? And, yeah, it's so key, like, to kind of land the plane here. Like, it's so key and important, whatever role you're playing in film, to really build that community, that micro space, and building that network. I know it's sure. a buzzword, but, like, building that network and, and creating it, just like what Seth was saying. I mean, it's so important to to be one person away from somebody at all times. If you think of it that way, it's pretty it's pretty cool because, you know, you genuinely will connect with people and then realize, oh, wow, you're one person away from somebody that you really wanted to work with. And then suddenly you're there. And, and I think acting is a great, great tool by which you can do that. And also, like we were mentioning, it transitions into a lot of other other roles but thanks for coming on i know it seems short i feel like we could talk all day because we can <laughs> but <laughs> but uh um 
plug yourself a little bit. Like, where can people find you? Like, what are you doing? That kind of thing. Jeez, I'm not doing anything right now. <laughs> Got any Ranger, uh, any Ranger Joe fans out there? Getting geared up for season two. Oh, my God. Go to generationsofgrace.com. Like, comment, subscribe. Like, and subscribe. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. No, you can check out. Um, I'm on Instagram, Seth W. Bowling. W as in Wayne. W as in Wayne. Seth mm-hmm. W. Bowling. Don't forget the W. A lot of people forget the W. Don't forget uh, the bunnies. Yeah. You can check out uh, The Man from Nowhere on Amazon. That's my latest movie. Feature uh, film. Feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a good it's a good one. Uh, you can get it on Amazon or uh, com. There it is. Guys, thank you for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe on our show. This has been a great opportunity. 120 Show Network next up. Oh, my gosh. Um, but be sure to check out the Discord community that we're building. Speaking a lot about community, our little micro community for filmmakers and business minds to connect. Um, and be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and check out our Patreon. We're doing a cool $1 a month thing. If you want to support the channel, that's really cool. We're really trying to build this up and, and push content. But Seth, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. We did a lot of good stuff today. I hope people can learn from that and, uh, have a great day. And thank you to next level supporter, Ethan Welch for supporting us on Patreon. Be sure you do that. Lots of cool benefits that are associated with that. So you don't want to miss it. Thank you, Ethan Welch, next level supporter.